For those of you who don't know, my name is Chris Pollard and I am the youth pastor here at Crossroads. And we welcome you today, amen. And uh, I just wanna say real quick before we get started that um, everybody, I just wanna say thank you for your prayers and just, man, the gratitude, the thoughts and all the concerns. My daughter had an ATV accident last week, um, last Saturday, and she's actually here in the house this morning. So I'm just thankful that Lord is touching her, healing her, spirit, soul, body. Um, just incredible, and it's great to be a part of a family that cares. So I thank you very, very much from the bottom of my heart and my wife as well. So we're going to get in this morning, get right into the Word this morning. And uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, and then put your finger, Ephesians, yeah. yeah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and also Colossians chapter 1, put your finger there, and we're going to go right in. We're going to land in John chapter 15. Yes. John chapter 15. We're going to bear some fruit today. All right. How many consider yourself fruitful individuals? Yes, absolutely. John chapter 15 is going where, where we'll land at today and our launching pad, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Man, it's just incredible atmosphere. It's, I just told them that when I get the mic, it's like, it just get radical. I don't know. The Lord just... I'm not mad. I'm really not mad. I just really love Jesus, and I really love what he does in people's life. I really do. And the anointing gets on me, and I'm just like, Lord, where are we going? I don't know. Let's go. So anyways, all right. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he says, for we are his. Everybody say his. his. All right. We are his workmanship. We are his handy work, or that word means product, that we are his product. We are his handiwork. And then it says there that created in Christ Jesus for good works that we were created where in Christ Jesus for what good works. All right. We were created in him for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In other words, God created beforehand that we would be created in him that we would have for bring forth good works works. All right. Everybody got good works in your life. There's no bad works in this place, right? Yeah. Right. Prepare beforehand that we should walk. The key word there is walk. How many know today that we can sing about it? We can talk about it. We can say it. We can hear it, but it doesn't come to life. Jesus doesn't come to life until we walk it out. Amen. We can live it. We can have it around us. We can know our surroundings of the spirit, but unless we walk and make progress and walk toward it never comes alive in our life. In other words, the word walk, it means to make one's way. Also, progress. Are you making progress in your life this morning? To tread all around or to walk at large? You know, like you're walking your dog at large. Large dog here. Yeah. <laughs> to make progress. To make progress. Look at, look at Colossians chapter 1. Keep that thought about walking, though. We got to go there. We got to get there. All right, Colossians chapter 1, it says that you may walk. There's that word again. Everybody say walk. walk. Worthy of who? The Lord. Do, and it says, as we walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing who? Him. him. We're fully pleasing him. Not, we're not pleasing our neighbor. We're not pleasing our coworkers. We're not pleasing our job. We're pleasing him. Because if we please him, then we will please everyone around us. 
Amen. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, we'll, dig, we'll give it a shot. You never know. So he says we're fully pleasing him, but he says be fruitful in every, how many good works? Every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing. How many knows that God is a God of increase? God is a God of increase. Listen, I want you to understand if you don't get anything out of this sermon this morning, that God wants us to be in the power of more. He wants us to live out of the power of more because he wants us to bear more fruit because he created us and he wants us to have good works, amen? People aren't gonna be attracted to people that are bringing forth bad works, but people are gonna be attracted to people that are bringing forth good works and good things, amen? Those that are fruitful and pleasing him. So let's go to John chapter 15. All right, you're probably already there. John chapter 15, this is, this, this is something that, that I've really been in my own life, just be, making it applicable. And, and, and I know that there's so many other scriptures that talks about the union of Christ and the union of his children. And I believe even with the sheep and the shepherd, you know, Jesus talks about the sheep, he talks about illustrations, he talks about parables about the sheep and the shepherd and, and all these things. But I believe in my heart for me, not, maybe not for you, but for me, this is a great representation of a relationship and a union between the vine, the true vine, which is Jesus Christ, the vine dresser, and the branch. How many know that you're a branch today? That you are an extension of what you're connected to. Listen, I want you to understand something this morning before we get into it, that the fruit that you bear is the evidence of the things that you're connected to. Come on. The fruit that you bear in your life is the very thing that you are connected to. So if you bring forth bad fruit, Jesus says that a bad fruit brings forth, or a bad tree brings forth bad fruit, but a good tree brings forth good fruit, all right? You can't say a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit, all right? And a good tree can't bring forth bad fruit, all right? So I believe Jesus wants us to understand and know that he wants to empower you and empower me to be more fruitful. Jesus is not gonna ask us to have all the fruits, he's saying, I want you to be more fruitful, all right? So here's what he says in John chapter 15. He says that I am, or wait, I'm sorry. Not, he didn't say that. Jesus, where did it come from? It was a, he says, yeah, he did. He said, I am the true vine. I told you, it just gets radical up in this place. He says that I am the true vine. In other words, he says there, what's the opposite of true? That means that there's a false vine. That means that there's a fake vine. So I have to ask you a question this morning, a very simple question. It don't take a lot of revelation to figure it out. What vine are you connected to this morning? That's the fruit that you're gonna bear this morning. And I have to search my heart. I have to search myself and say, what vine am I connected to? Am I connected to the life-giving vine that's bringing forth good fruit? Am I connected to that vine and that connected to that very thing that is producing good stuff that everyone else is wanna be attracted to? I don't know what it is about him. I don't know what it is about her, but there's something that I gotta be around that person because every time they open their mouth, good things happen. Every time that they walk around, good things happen. Them are the people that I wanna be around. And I believe that's what God is wanting us to know. Be fruitful. Man, he wants us to have more fruit. You know what God told me? He said he's accelerating the fruit in this place. God is accelerating some fruit in this place. He wants us to be more fruitful. If you choose not to be, that's between you and the Lord. But I choose to be living in the more because God is in the more. All right? So he says that I am the true vine, but he says my father is the vine dresser. 
All right? He says, my father is the vine dresser. And he says that every branch, let's go ahead and read that. Every branch in me, verse 2, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. How many are in a pruning process? How many ever asked God to prune you? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> that, he may, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, verse four, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. But here's what he says, for without me, you can do nothing. Can I tell you something? Those that are trying to figure things out on your own, quit trying to figure it out on your own. All right, trust the Lord, your God, with all your heart, mind, soul, and all your strength. All right, trust him. Lean not upon your own understanding or your own intelligence, but lean on him because he already knows. Don't try to figure it out. All right, it's all him. So he says, you can't do nothing apart from me. The word nothing basically means severed. If you sever yourself from him, you can't do anything. I can't do anything. I'm nothing. We're all nothing unless we are connected to him this morning. And he says there in verse six, he says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. He will give you the desires of your heart. How many know that today? And it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified. Who's glorified because you bear much fruit? Who's going to be glorified? You? No, God. The Lord, everything we do is glorifying to him. Everything we do is pleasing to him. The fruit that we bear in our life is fully pleasing him. Glorifying him, all right? Not me, not you. Listen, I want you to understand something. I don't mean this in any bad way. It's not about you, all right? It's about him. It's about what he can do in and through you, all right? That's why you're here, because you want to know, what can God do for me? And in what he does for me, how can I get it to others? How can God go work in me and through me that the whole world can be changed without, around me? All right? So we have to work on that. So he says there in verse 8, again, my father is glorified that you may, that you bear much fruit for so you will be my disciples. How many times do you say you and you and you over and over again? The first point I want to point out is this, that the process, it's the process that leads to results. How many know today that you want the results? How many just wants results? I don't care about the process. I want results. When God asks you to do something, you want to know the details. God, give me the details first. I want to know what it's going to look like on the other side before I say yes. And then when God, if God was to give you the details, you'd never do it anyways. Right? It's like, come on. We ask God. So God is saying today that it's a process. He said, I just want to put you through a process. It's very simple, just relax. I wanna put you through a process of things and show you what the process is because a process is what leads to results. If you want results in your life, you want a successful business in your life, you want these things in your life, your break, breakthrough in your finances, maybe it's a process that you have to go through. All right, it's a process of abiding in him. It's a process of remaining and staying and continually, continually being rooted and connected to him, amen? Because he is glorified, he is glorified. So he says there, and in and, and, and that point there, he says that I'm the vine and you're the branches. So what is the process that he does? He points out three, or, or we go to the next step. I want to go to the next step. Because he says that preparation, preparation, is the preparation that leads to 
Promotion. I want to get to that. It's the preparation that leads to promotion. How many want to go from glory to glory? How many want to go faith to faith, grace to grace? I want to go. I want to go more, God. Intensify the more in my life. We want to go from glory to glory. God wants his children to go from glory to glory. All right? He wants us to be accelerated in his presence, to be accelerated in his presence in his provision and everything that he has for our life. So it's a preparation that leads to promotion, all right? We wanna be promoted. I wanna be promoted to be able to bring forth more. Not that I can be glorified and say that I did something or I am something great, but because God is great with inside of me and everything that he does inside of me glorifies the Father. It's him, it's him. So it's the preparation that leads to Promotion. What is that preparation that he takes us through? There's three important rows of the vine dresser. The first thing is he says he takes away. Well, that word take away simply means to raise up. It means to elevate is what it means. All right. It means take away, but it also means to elevate or to raise up. And if you look, if you ever, if you know anything about a vineyard, you know anything about a grapevine. My wife and I just moved uh, into a house that one of our dreams was, was to have a grapevine. We'd had this envision that we wanted a grapevine. Well, guess what? There was a grapevine there, but we didn't, I didn't really know what it was because it looked like a bush to me. <laughs> it was all hairy and it's all grown and everything. I just can't wait to get out there and prune it. <laughs> a little bit. But anyways, so, so I believe that, that, that there's three things that God does here. The first one is, is he lifts up, all right? Is that not the way God works in us? Is it says that if you know anything about grapevines, that, that sometimes the, the vine will come down and it will lay on the ground, all right, in certain seasons. It'll just lay on the ground. Well, guess what? The vine dresser comes by and he takes the vine. He picks it up. He elevates it. And guess what he does? He cleans it. He cleans it. He takes the mud. He takes the muck. He doesn't say, you got yourself there. You get yourself up. He doesn't say that because he loves us. Jesus, God the Father, the vine dresser loves us so much that he will run to the hills. He will run to the depths to lift us up and elevate us up to a place of purpose and destiny and fulfillment in our lives. Listen, he loves us so much that he will come no matter if we got our separate, where our will got us, God will bring us out and take us to where he wants us to go. Listen, I want you to understand this morning that that. When, you, when he takes the vine, the vine dresser picks up the vine and not only does he clean it, not only does he take water and he, and he gets all the muck and all the mud and all the junk, all the impurities, all the sin and all these things out of it, but he also sets it in the right direction. He gives it direction because he says, vine, you will prosper. You will bring forth more fruit. That's why if he leaves the vine there, the vine will never bring forth any more fruit. Well, it might, but it may not be very good. But God doesn't look at your situation. He doesn't look at your situation, Kevin. He doesn't look at you and Brian, and he doesn't say to you that, hey, you got yourself there. Now you get yourself back up. God says, hey, I see my son. I see my daughter. I see them suffering. I see them. They may have been in the pit. They may be down in the muck. But the vine dresser comes along and says, I will elevate them and I will give them direction. I will put my presence, I will put my Holy Spirit on them and they will prosper because in season, they will bring forth fruit. The vine dresser's role and responsibility is for you to bring forth more fruit and the vine to bring forth more fruit. Because here's what he says, he takes away, lifts up and elevates. 
So the next one is, is every branch, listen to this, every branch that bears fruit. The fruit, the, the, the branch, we are the branch, all right? And so many times we think that we are the vine dresser. We think that we are the vine. And we think that we are the vineyard. Listen, we're not the vineyard. We're the branch in the vineyard. We are an extension to what we're connected to. Listen, the vineyard, he looks at this house. He looks at the body of Christ and says, that's my vineyard. And when he sees a branch that is not going in the right direction, God will visit that branch. He will visit that branch and he will tell that branch, that's not you. Many times in my life, even now, I have to remind myself of who I am because he cleans me by his word and his word is truth. And he says, that's not you. That's not who you are. That's not who I set you to be. So he puts me in the right direction, but I have to make a decision to go. So the three things he does there is he takes away, he elevates, he lifts up, he raises from the ground, and then he prunes it, he cleanses it from impurities, all right? He cleanses it. And then the next thing is he cleans it by the word. But listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter three. It says that, verse 20, in Ephesians chapter three, it says, now to him, who is able, listen, you gotta get that first part right. Everybody say he's able. able. He is able, all right? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, not just a little bit, not just for a moment, not just for a, a, a day or two, but for all, all right? That we ask or think, but you may be thinking that Lord, this is what I want. This is what I need in my life. This is a provision I need. If you can just pay this bill, but God says, when he looks at it, he says, not only am I gonna pay it, but I'm gonna do exceedingly abundantly above what you think or what you ask. Because when God looks at your situation, he says, you're not even asking for much. You're not even asking for enough because you're asking me, the one that can do exceedingly and abundantly above what you ask. And then he says that we ask or think according, this is all according, but we have to know that he's able first. You gotta know he's able to do it. According to the power, everybody say power, because there's power that works in us. It's the power that works in us. Part of the pruning process, when God, when, when a vine dresser or, or a grapevine goes through a pruning process, part of it, they cut it. That's what they do. They just cut away the things. They cut away the filth. They cut away all these things so, so that way the, the vine can grow more fruit. Obviously, that's the objective. But also with that, as they cut it, it also goes to a stage of a bleeding stage, all right? We're not going to get really descriptive here, but we're going to go in just a little bit. It will bleed. But when it bleeds, that means that the nutrients from the root and the vine that it's connected to, not just the vine, but the root that it's connected to because the vine has roots and it goes down deep and it goes down solid. And whenever it begins to push through, it pushes amino acids, it pushes hormones, it pushes all these things through that will come out that wound, all right? That that wound will be able to prosper. That wound will soon grow that's just part of the process, that it may bleed. You may bleed a little bit. If God prunes you, you may bleed a little bit, but guess what? You're going to bear more fruit, amen? Because he can do exceedingly and abundantly above everything that you think and everything that you ask in Jesus' name. Amen. By the power that works in you. It's the power, the power of more. 
God's wanting us to get more. I want to be more fruitful. We got to be more fruitful people. That's what God is generating here. The next thing is, is it's the position that leads to the place of production. What's our position in this whole thing? We're the branch. He's the vine. He says, abide in me. Abide in me. I know that your circumstances aren't looking the best. I know that you're being drawn into this place of pornography. I know that you're being drawn this place of your addictions. But God is saying that if you abide in me, that you will escape the attacks of the enemy. If you abide in me and you stay in me and you remain in me and you continue in me, then you will surpass the things that is coming against you. Because he that lives within me is greater than in the world. That though my outward man perishes, my inner man is renewed once a year. No, my inner man is not renewed once a year. My inner man is renewed day by day. Day by day. We're walking this thing. We're not just living, but we're walking. And he says here that it's the position that leads to the place of production. Verse four, he says, abide in me and I in you. He's given you an invitation. He gives me an invitation that when circumstances look like they're out of control, when everything looks like it's gonna go bankrupt, guess what? He says, abide in me, invitation. I'm inviting you. I'm not gonna make you, Chris. I'm not gonna make you abide in me. I'm not gonna make you stay in me. I'm not gonna make you do anything that I think that you may not wanna do or make you feel uncomfortable, but I will draw you. And if you abide in me and stay in me, you see the glory pass over. You see the glory on your life. Because he's a cloud by day and a fire by night. And he will protect his own. He will protect his own. If you abide in him, remain in him. I know it's uncomfortable. I know that sometimes it's tough. That man, I'm just drawn to this place. I want to, mm, I want to. And he's saying, hold your position. I just want to go on social media. I want to go on, I want to last back. I want to say it. And he's saying, just continue, remain in me, abide in me, and I'll abide in you. As long as you're in me, I'll protect you. I will guide you. I will lead you. See, my daughter, when we were in the hospital, we went through all kinds of emotions, all kinds. And I don't want to downplay your situation because I know that you've been through some situations but when we were in the hospital, we started from a phone call to the scene, to the emergency room, to the CAT scan, to the, um, you know, all these other tests, blood tests, you know, this, all these, all these things. And God reminded me, he said, you're in the waiting. You're in the waiting. And this is where God really began to speak to me about biting in him. I said, Lord, I want miraculous. I want my daughter out of this emergency room right now. I don't want to go do any testing because she's healed in Jesus' name. I declare it. I know she is, but she went through the process. And my wife and I were sitting. I didn't even realize it because I was praying in the spirit up and down the halls, letting my, letting it, just letting her go, me and my wife both. And we were sitting there. And they wheeled her back to this place, and it was, it was probably 11 o'clock, 11.30 at night, and it was pretty much empty. And we were sitting there, and I looked up, and God said, you're in the waiting. 
waiting room. He said, abide in me. I said, Lord, you are the vine, I'm the branches. When I want to say something, you're the vine and I'm the branches. When I want to say, no, you're not doing that to my daughter, you're the vine and I'm the branches. I have to continue to remind myself that I'm, I am the branch. He's the vine. And that though I'm in the waiting, he's in the waiting. He's with me because I'm abiding in him. I didn't leave him outside in the parking lot. I took him inside with me. He says, abide in me and I in you. Some of you just need some rest today. You just need rest to abide in him, remain in him. You need rest. Matthew 11, 28, he did say, come to me. Another invitation. He says, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden. And he says, I'll give you rest. I will, not if I, I might, or there may be a possibility, or maybe, I will give you rest. Now that word rest is very interesting because it means intermission. Anybody ever played basketball? And you've been, you went to, you had your um, halftime, and that's an intermission. Don't get comfortable in intermission. Don't get satisfied in intermission. But it's okay to rest. It's okay to abide. It's okay to take a break for some things in your life. It's okay to take some bre a break from some things in your life. It's okay to take a break from relationships that will cause a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety and depression and all these things on your life. It's okay to take a break. It's all right to rest. I can't rest. There's just so much to do. I got to fold the clothes. I got to get the laundry. Got to wash the car. Got to get my kid here, there, 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 there. Ministry, got to do this, got to do that. Got to make sure this is working. Take a rest. You can do those things, but you cannot do it without me, he says. Without me, he says, you can do nothing. Nothing. He says, rest. Take an intermission. Take a break for a moment. Take a deep breath. Relax in me. Abide in me. Remain in me. Let me feed you full of the nutrients that you need. Let my Holy Spirit elevate in your life, in your heart. Let me do the things that you can't do. Let me give you a new direction. But you got to be willing to rest. He says, come to me. He's inviting some people right now. He's saying, come to me. He's giving you an invitation. Come to me and I will give you rest. You will find it. You will find it. The last thing is, is it's the progress that leads to completion. It's the progress, Bill, it's the progress that leads to completion. Because when you're progressive, you're moving forward. We are not of those who draw back. Pastors already talked about that. We are not of those who draw back. We are those who, goes for, those of who go forward. We are moving forward, we're marching forward in step. We are marching forward. And he says, it's the progress that leads to completion. P completion to what? Listen, I believe 
that Philippians 1 and 6, it says, being confident in this one thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it. He will finish it. If he begun it, he will complete it. If he started it, it's not a matter if he started it. He's saying, I will finish it. I will complete it. But it's that progress that leads you to the place of completion because I'm moving forward. I'm abiding in him, but I'm moving forward. There's nothing behind me. The bridges are all been burnt. They're already down. I'm moving forward. There's nothing that I can go back to, Mike. There's nothing. When Jesus saved my soul, there's nothing. That addiction behind me, it's now behind me because he that begun the good work in me, he will complete it. Now my life may get a little hairy and I may get a little off course, but God keeps saying, abide in me. Let me prune some things in your life. Let me cut some things off of your life that you don't need. Let me do some trimming, Chris. And Lord, I, I say I invite him to do some trimming in my life because I want to bear more fruit. Remember, the fruit was already bearing. He just wants it to bear more. Many people are scared of the pruning process because they think that, ooh, it is painful. Yes, it is. But you know what? The children of Israel, it'll leave you in the wilderness for 40 years if you're not willing to go and if you're not willing to let some things go in your life. If you're not willing to let some good things go, you say, well, I like the meat. I don't want to eat crackers. I want to eat manna. You were doing just fine. Why do we have to leave this place? He says, because I have more for you. But if you want to stay in the wilderness for 40 years, go ahead and stay. Remain there. You got to let some things go. And that's the hardest part. When promotion comes, you got to let some things go. You can't say, well, when I figure it out, I'll let this go. You gotta say, nope, I'm going. I'm going forward because that's progress. That's progress, I'm moving forward. Progress in my life, I'm progressing, I'm progressing. I may be slow, it may be slow at it and I may be going slow, but God, he's pruning me. He's, he's making me into what he wants me to be. He's making me to bear more fruit, Sister Dawn. He's making me. That I can become more, the power of more. And here's what he says, that we will know people by their fruits. Jesus even came to a fig tree and he said, bear no more fruit because the tree had leaves. It looked good on the outside. It looked good, but it wasn't bearing fruit. Are you bearing fruit this morning? Because I can tell you that Jesus is seeking those who are bearing fruit because he wants to add to your fruit bearing. Bow your head this morning, if you would. Close your eyes. Father, we thank you. We love you in this place this morning. And we thank you this morning that you have done, you have begun a great work in this place this morning. And Father, I just thank you for the words that have went forth this morning. That Father, that they will not fall upon stony ground. They will not go by the wayside. But Father, they will seat into the heart, Father, today, today that they will seed into the heart, that they will bring forth fruit, that that seed of your word, that the power of more, that you're wanting us to increase and not decrease. You're wanting us to increase in you, Father. So Lord, we just abide in you, and Lord, we give you permission to come. 
We give you permission, Father, to heal our wounds. We give you permission to come and elevate us, Father, as we may lay in the muck and we lay in the mud. We give you permission to elevate us. Send us on a new journey. Send us to a new direction today. Father, I declare over this house this morning that, Father, everyone in this place would multiply in their fruit. I pray that you would bless those that are in a resting season right now. I pray, Father, that you will rejuvenate, that, Father, that you will bring forth, Father, greater fruit, that, Lord, that you will multiply, that you will increase today, Father, as they rest in you, that you will send forth your nutrients, that you will send forth your substance and your anointing, Father, Lord, to teach them, Lord, to just comfort them, Lord, to give them a hope and give them a future today, Father. So, Lord, we thank you today all over this place, all over this place, Father, we thank you that you are exceedingly, abundantly, above all, able to do what we ask or think through the power, through the power that works with inside of us. Thank you, Lord, for the power. I'm bearing fruit, Lord. I want more, Lord. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. We shall be filled with righteousness, right living, fruit of the Spirit, all goodness, all truth, all righteousness, love and joy and peace, kindness, long-suffering, it's not a shortcut, patience, self-control. Lord, we want fruit. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Father. I pray that you bless these folks today as they leave this place. Bless every home. Bless them, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen.